I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hell yeah. Do you mind if I bloody start recording? We have a lot of us not recording. <laughs> Happy dance. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Nature or Nurture, the podcast where I talk to fascinating people about what made them who they are today. And I'm lucky enough to be joined by a great friend, Maddie Tyers. Welcome. Oh, stop it. I am. <laughs> embarrass like, you up front. Shut, please embarrass me <laughs> as much as you want, Sammy Pay. Now, Maddie, I like to start this podcast by asking a question that I always say is a simple question, but it's absolutely not a simple question. The question is Do you think nature or nurture had a greater impact on who you are today? I love it. Simple question with a very simple answer. Yeah. Um, no, I can't give you a solid answer, Sammy. I, I have to say it is definitely for me a combo. Yeah. I think it is – it's a huge question and yeah. one that when I uh, when I sort of uh, delved into your, your beautiful land of podcasting and this particular series, it's just been so interesting to hear everyone's perspectives. But I think for me personally, uh, nature and nurture, like almost a 50-50 split, I yeah. think, has had – over the years, various sort of impacts on who I am, my personality, experiences, yeah. um, how I sort of uh, see life as well, uh, relate to other people. Um, it's a huge question though. Mm. And it's one of those ones you can go down a bit of a rabbit hole. And yeah. I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe <laughs> I me, really... as you pull out a huge notebook, yeah. and slam it on the table. <laughs> Boom. How long you got? <laughs> Boom. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. And I think everyone's, obviously, everyone's experience of childhood and, and who they are now, everyone's going to have a different story. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think for me... Um, I'm incredibly close to my family and my parents in particular have had a, have had a huge impact on, you know, raising me the way they did and yep. me becoming who I am as a, as a person and also who I've sort of surrounded myself yeah, with. Yeah. So, um, but in saying that too, you know, you kind of go, oh, well, maybe some of the traits that I sort of have and yep. um, are I was born with or a genetic thing perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And I maybe – how can I distinguish the two is also a, tr- you know, yeah. a, a tricky one. Well, you know, it, it's been interesting having a split of people that I know really well on the podcast and then people that I don't know really well. Yeah. So so for you, I know you. Imagine if I said I don't know you at all. We just yeah. met today. <laughs> you and I. No, but I know you really well. Yeah. So I know a lot about your family and I know mm-hmm. where you grew up and everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. people that don't know, how would you describe your career what you do now because you've done a lot yeah. of different stuff how would yeah. you describe what you do now oh there you go so it is it is a bit of a varied career because mm. from where I started you know 
20 years ago to where I am now, um, you know, it's it's very, very different and I have yeah. done a thousand different things. I am a, I'm a performer at heart. I'm mm. an actor. Mm. Um, I've done a lot of, uh, of children's entertaining. I've done a lot of uh, writing. Um, I But I've also sort of dabbled in the world of um, education as well. So I'm currently now working at RMIT as a learning designer, yep. which is a completely different yeah, yeah. career path that I sort of saw my go- myself going down even, what, 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, look, I, I do do a bit of uh, a mix of creative things and endeavours. And I think at heart, even though I do have an, a real life adult job now yeah, that pays yeah, the bills, yeah. um, you know, being creative is sort of the the core of who I am. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's been hugely sort of, I suppose, nurtured and, and, um, and sort of, uh, what's the word? Um, you know, encouraged by my family and how yeah. I grew up as well. So, um, yeah, I'm a bit of a, a bitza, a bitza of everything. A bitza, yeah, a bitza is a good way to <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, master. yeah, like a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, master of none, is that what people uh, say? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just thousand percent. You've, you know, you've done everything. People might know you from Lego Masters. There's so much totally. stuff that you've done. Mm-hmm. If we take a big step back and go, mm-hmm. young Maddie, what was what was early childhood like? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a little bit of an age difference between you and Immy, your sister, but not totally. it's not a huge age difference. But no. so you no, were, no, no, no. you know, you were the first child. Yes. In, yeah. And I what was. was it like being, you know, where you grew up? I was, um, yeah, the quintessential. Elder child. Yeah. I was uh, loved the attention of my parents. Sure. Um, still do. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I was a bit of a born performer. At yeah. Like, and I know that's so. What's the word? Cliche to say. I know a <laughs> lot of actors are like, I was always born to be a you know an actor or whatever. Yeah. But I really just did love performing for people from a really young age. Like it's really quite funny going back and watching some of our, our like childhood videos as a kid and I was always tap dancing or reciting a poem yeah. or pushing poor Emmy out of the way of the camera. Did you put on shows when you were Always, yeah. constantly shows, mostly like sketch shows, which you would have very much appreciated. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, lots of sort of more, you know, funny sort of stuff, impersonating people, costumes. Yeah. Um, whenever we'd go away with all our family friends as kids – down the beach, there's always either a home video that we recorded and made. Yep. Um, editing in camera, as you did back oh, in the course. day. Of course, yeah. Or, you know, putting on a show at the end of like a weekend away. Yeah. Um, but just loved it. That's just kind of what got me excited. Yeah. And always was involved in you know, school productions as a little kid and, and, and started dancing quite young as well. Um, but it wasn't really until I hit high school, like year seven, I think it probably would have been when I st- like auditioned for the school musical. And I yep. was like – Oh, like I really love the the acting side of this more than probably the dancing or the singing, which I thought was always, you know, what I, you know, initially thought I'd grow up to be a dancer, perhaps. But um, what was the what was the high school play? Yeah, great question. So the the first one I did was actually Fame, which you think back oh, and it's wow, like quite yeah. um maybe slightly inappropriate. Yeah, it hasn't said. aged well. <laughs> <laughs> Fame. Oh God. And look, but I did, I just fell down that, that kind of that well of musical theatre and I was obsessed with it. And yeah. from there kind of was like, oh, I want to do this all the time. And sort of joined the amateur theatre company yep. as a kid and did like Annie and me and my girl and a bunch of kind of amateur shows. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, got to year eight, which what? about you're about probably 13 14 maybe and was like I want to do this for a job mom and you know my mum's a she is a musician and a performer herself so she's always really kind of yeah nurtured that's that side of me yeah. and always been really encouraging and like said yes to any of those sort of extracurricular things I wanted to pursue but um 
being a musician, she didn't really have uh, an understanding of how the the acting world worked. Yeah, it's a yeah. very different, um, you know, um, space. So. Yep. You know, being a little bit of a go-getter, I did go off and find myself an agent. Yep, um, yep. I do very distinctly remember going through like the yellow pages and like circling like different agencies. Wow. At, like, How old what, were you? 13 probably. Wow. Yeah, okay. so quite young. But also just like this is going to be my future, yep, you know. Yeah, um, And yeah, sort of like got an agent, yeah, probably that year and, and then started auditioning for things. So, you know, I did started off doing a couple of commercials and it was all very novel, you know. I'd yep. take the day off school and yeah. mum would, um, you know, mum would drive me to set for various things or, you know, even auditions back in the day. I remember like, you know, I sound so old. Like I'm actually, not, I'm only 33, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, mum would like take me to auditions and I'd have to like navigate using the Melway because yeah, you know, oh, we didn't have the, yeah. uh, the old Google Maps there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, mum was always – and dad as well, of course. Um, was Moira a show parent? Mum was a show parent. <laughs> Look, she it's so funny. She was definitely not a dance mum, yeah. but she was always there and she was always cheering me on. And sure. it was very – yeah, it was great. So without that kind of um, support, yeah, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have ever done any of the things that I kind of eventuated to yeah. do. Yeah. So, so your mum was the yeah. creative one, and then what about Ken? What about Dad? Yeah. So Dad, um, he is incredibly creative. Like mm. he never worked in a creative field, but he is movie and film, like yeah, obsessed. Yep. It's his like passion. Um, to the point of being. You know, like you could say who won Best Actor in 1978, like, and he'd tell you the Oscar winners and just just absolutely, you know, that's his uh, happy place. Well, your dad and your husband started a podcast together as well about movies. They certainly do. Um, They both, you know, they say, God, they do say something like you end up marrying your father and maybe I've potentially (laughs) done that. Um, So, yeah, dad, dad's always, like I've... Immy and I have grown up. Movies were sort of our thing. Like yep. I feel like uh, watching TV and and p- movies in particular, I think, have really sort of um, made us who we are as well. Like yeah. these particular movies, I could sort of sort of that represent different parts of my childhood as well that yep. I'd just watch on repeat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So even though Dad wasn't an actor uh, himself, he was you know very much like it loved the film industry. Yeah. Anything kind of to do with it. He loves reading. He's a real um, – he's a great writer as well. So there is that that sort of um, creative flair to him. And yeah. he can sing. He's got a great voice. Yep. You need to get a couple of drinks into him <laughs> first, but he's got a really good voice on him. So, yeah, they're definitely those creative genes yeah. out there. When, yeah. when, when people say that, you know, you meet their parents for the first time, that that person suddenly makes sense. Do you mm. think you are a mix of Moira and Ken? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because then we go back to this nature versus nurture thing. Like I definitely think think that I am, a yeah, probably a perfect combo of my mum and dad. Yeah. Like creatively, you know, personality-wise yeah. as well. And I'm seeing that more and more as I get older. I'm like, mm. oh, God, that sounded like a dad thing mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, yeah, definitely. And, you know, Mum was mum was always a creative kid growing up as well, and you know she grew up in country Victoria and with you know seven siblings and probably not in the the space at that time as well that really kind of encouraged creativity. So yeah. she ended up sort of studying and going on to be a nurse for you know forty two years, but um, it wasn't till sort of you know in her early twenties that she really was like, oh no, I can kind of sort of pursue my musical and creative stuff um you know alongside having having a job as well so um yeah they were yeah very understanding and kind of 
yeah, appreciated and and supported my sort of choices and and stuff. So, um, yeah, they're they're a good they're a good couple of eggs, mum and dad. Yeah, yeah. What about your sister? Like growing yeah. up with her, like yeah. did you do you think you're similar to to Immy? Yeah, look, we are and we aren't, and it's funny. I think as we've gotten older, like we definitely have very very similar interests mm. and and also views on things yeah. like, like life wise, but we're also quite different and in great ways as well. Like Imi, even though she's three years younger than me, I, I always think she's the wise one. Like she's definitely my my go to life guru, and I yep. always go to her for you know advice and you know question things, and she's just yeah wise beyond her years and I think there's a couple of reasons for that and we can maybe go into that in a little bit but she's she sort of grew up quite quickly as a a kid and ended up becoming a bit more of a um bigger sister figure to me which which was you know so amazing but yeah she she's also her own person as well like we do love similar things we both you know laugh at the same stuff similar sort of sense of humor and I think all of that comes down to a little bit of nurture and, yeah, and stuff yep. too but but she's kind of also got her own passions and interests that are very different from mine too yeah. so um yeah I think it's been um yeah interesting seeing those sort of shifts as we got you know get older because as kids you sort of do the same stuff because yeah. you're, you're siblings and you're basically the of same course. age and you know we danced together and played different sports and and whatever and sort of hung around in similar friendships friendship groups but yeah, it's sort of I've really kind of noticed in the last couple of years. Oh, like she's totally her own amazing human. Yeah, and we are yeah. very very different. As yeah. Well. What were your friends like when you were growing up? Yeah, that's a good question. Like I shifted schools a couple of times. Like so, when I say a couple, it was just once. So yeah. I, I primary school I shifted um, in what was it? Probably you two, one or two. So kind of uprooted a little bit then, um, and had to sort of reground myself. Um, in grade two at a different school, which was a bit, you know, as a kid when you sort of just got your friendship groups after yeah, preps yeah. and stuff, you're like, oh, God, start again. But I always surrounded myself with very similar like-minded kids. So a lot of the, you know, friends I had were always kind of quite sporty because I loved being out outdoors. Yeah. But also, you know, a little bit probably outspoken kids that love a chat. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe a little bit cheeky. Um, I was never like a really naughty kid, but I did love – yeah, I did love a chat and would always kind of get pulled up in class and and stuff. But yeah, also kind of quite creative kids, you know. I think back and it was always like, like I said, and maybe it was just because I was kind of driving it and a bit bossy. But we'd always put on plays, like I <laughs> yeah, said, yep. and force everyone to be part of it. So yep. yeah, I don't know whether that was me <laughs> just being pushy or am I the problem? Yeah, maybe <laughs> I'm the common denominator. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and look to this day, um. You know, I think about all my closest friends, like not not that they all work in the industry per se, but they all do have, you know, similar interests, be it film, TV, music, yep. live gigs, live entertainment, theatre. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a common sort of thread. Yeah. Um, not so much sport these days, Sammy. Can't yeah. say I've ever I've been to a footy game in about twenty five years. Yeah, so. that's faded away. Yeah. <laughs> that's faded into the background. But so you yeah. get an agent and you're getting some commercial work. You're doing things. You mm. know, taking it out of school here and there. Where where from there do you go? What's the next step for you? Yeah, great question. So, uh, got to sort of yes, you know that I think it was about year nine, ten at school, and was sort of doing yeah the musicals every year and doing my doing my ads here and yep. there, auditioning for a couple of TV shows, which started to get exciting. 
Um, and then I shifted schools again. So um, in year 10, I believe, yeah, so I left the Catholic girls' school I was at, which just wasn't really my vibe. I yep. just, as much as I, yeah, did have this gorgeous group of friends, it wasn't the sort of um, environment that was fostering or like kind of caring for this creative side to me. Like yep. I obviously the the film and the TV and the, the acting and the performance was really a passion and I didn't really focus much on that in that area. Yeah, sure. It was very more of an academic kind of um, environment. And, and also there was some um, health stuff going on with me yeah, as yeah. well. Um, so I shifted to a, 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 sorry, a co-ed um, uh, public school in, in Essendon and yep. sort of finished off my year 11 and 12 there. And that was a really great decision for me because it was sort of a fresh start. I was mingling with new people, met, met a bunch of wonderful, wonderful friends that I'm still really good mates with today. Yep. Um, but I also got to really delve into those particular areas of interest. Like, you know, I studied film, I did drama, I did, um, what else did I did do? Sorry. Um, you know, history, all of the subjects that really um, excited me, dance as well. Um, that, that also went offered at the, at the school I was prior to, um, prior to, to going there. So um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was an interesting time, like that school kind of phase. Um, yeah. But I got through it um, just. I kind of – I got um, – just at the end of year 12, I got offered a, a TV show, um, one of the, the lead characters, which was a huge, huge game-changing moment yeah. for me because I kind of was like, oh, God, I, you know, always wanted this to become a career but didn't know if it would or when it would but got offered this role in a, in a kids' TV show called The Elephant Princess, which – um, you know, back in, what was it, 2007 was the first season. So um, the shooting hilariously like kind of literally overlapped with my year 12 exams and I sort of got to this point where I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to quit school, don't want to finish it, uh, this is my what I want to do. Yeah. Thankfully, mum and dad were like, no, <laughs> you need to finish school and, and the school as well were fantastic in working with the production company to help me do both. Yeah. So I sort of – was shooting the show in around my different exams and stuff. So it worked out really well that I could kind of tick mm. both boxes. So, yeah, it was sort of that real overlap of high school finishing and starting in this world of film and TV, which was just the most amazing experience and really just, yeah, I got that taste for what that potential future and life could be, um, which then led to, you know, a second series and, and doing some sort of travel interstate for and – and um yeah, it was amazing. It was yeah, pretty pretty exciting and very very different for for my family. Yeah. yeah, and you kept doing it, and you kept going to auditions. And so after those two series, what happened after that? Yeah, so it's interesting, Sammy, because you know again this sort of brings us back to our um, our sort of theme for the um, for the for this um, podcast. But I I was kind of like unwell um, throughout my years at high school and. Um, that kind of got, uh, you know, quite serious again in my early 20s, which is when the, the, the second season of the show finished. So I was um, diagnosed with um, anorexia and eating disorder in year nine. So that was another reason for my shift in high school. Mm. I wasn't coping very well in the current setting. Um, I was, yeah, just, just not kind of functioning very yeah. well. And so... I sort of was semi on top of things when the the show opportunity came about. Um, I'd sort of had hospital stays and yep. and a lot of outpatient kind of work and 
countless psychologists and dietitian appointments throughout all that time to sort of support me to get through those yeah. series. But we kind of got to the end of it and, you know, I had this, you know, idea of what I wanted my future to look like. Um, but I just don't know whether I was mentally at the right place to sort of uh, deal with the yeah. pressures that come with that as well. And, you know, you know what the industry's like, Sam. It's pretty brutal and yeah. pretty cutthroat. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, at the time I, I had, a, had a great agent, but I also, you know, had people that were quite concerned about me and the way I was sort of managing things. Um, so the, the series kind of came to, came to an end and that would have been 2009, 10. Um, and I actually got offered a role in a, uh, one of the Power Rangers series. Yeah, sure. At the time, I think they still make them actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every year they recast the whole thing. Yeah. Um, over in New Zealand and I would have been what, I think maybe 19 then. Was Jonathan Bro the director? Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah, I feel like he was. He could yeah. have been. Um, actually, now that you say that, I think he was yeah. actually. I, de- I could probably fact check that, but I might you not. You could because um, I had, yeah, like I'd got, obviously gone through the process and I'd been to sort of four or five yeah. in, um, uh, auditions, rather not interviews, and um, uh, got offered the role of the Pink Power Ranger, which was always a bloody dream of mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it just... I wasn't well. Like yeah. I just, I wasn't well. I was really quite underweight. I was not sleeping, um, just mentally, just mm. in a quite a bad place. And it was a really hard call to make, but it inevitably uh, was a call that my parents made for me. And that was to, to sort of say no. And, you know, I look back and I kind of, I sometimes even have moments now of regret of sure. that because I go, I sort of think, oh, fuck, like what could have happened after that like it was a bit of a springboard that that sort of realm into the US market as well because it was an American series and and you know I do have some times where I'm like oh if I could have just got my shit together and been okay and been well enough to cope but But you know you you had it you had an illness I was was, yeah yeah. that was do you describe it as an illness is that absolutely yeah yeah. yeah. I was sick I was sick and you know at the time like you know and my parents to their credit they was felt terrible to sort of step in. But, you know, it would have meant me moving over to New Zealand for six to eight months by myself, living on my own in a very foreign um, sort of environment and with all new people and, you know, working really, really long hours and doing a lot of kind of combat training and all this kind of stuff. And Were you you angry with your parents at the time? uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. I was was angry at them. I was angry at my agent who was also sort of – was part of the – the, yep. the kind of catalyst of the the no the decision. Yeah. decision. Um, I was angry at myself probably the mm. most, really disappointed in myself. Um, and does that make it get worse? Does that make, you know, does that make um, you start doing things differently? Yeah, it's interesting. You kind of, it kind of was a moment for me of going, well, then fine, this is not what I meant to do. Because right. I think I was also in a part of my, part of the sickness where I wasn't overly um, ready to, get better I was yeah. in a bit of denial still yep. I still was very much in this mentality of this is just me this is just the way I do things everyone yep. else can just fuck off and leave sure. me alone yeah and um you know having that that call made on my behalf was incredibly like frustrating yeah and, but I was also like okay fine well then this is not what I meant to do I'm gonna take a, t- a break from acting yep and go away and so I actually this was I would have been by this stage probably 20 21 
and I um, went just sort of packed up shop and went overseas for sort of four or five months. Yeah. Um, and my dad came with me at the start. It was a bit Where of a Where did you like, go? Contiki, oh, obviously. Contiki with dad. Yeah. Oh, you know, um, had a bloody ball. Yeah. No, we we, we, um, we started off together and we, in the UK. We did like like the England, I think, for a week or so. Then we did a bit of Spain and France. So he kind of just started the trip with me. Yeah. Again, I was very young and naive, but I was yeah. also like, I can do this. And But I think having dad at the start was really special and really yeah. kind of – gave me the courage to sort of go, oh, no, I can yeah, do this by sure. myself and yep. an opportunity to kind of grow up. And, yep. and um, yeah, kind of did this crazy adventure around around Europe for a couple of months. But, you know, it sounded it sounds magical and wonderful and, you know, you'd love to think you come back a new person with this friend, fantastic outlook on life. But I didn't. I came back probably worse than I left, which is not ideal and had a couple of scary incidents overseas by myself and being in sort of unsafe situations and came back pretty um, fragile and damaged. Um, So poor mum and dad thought they were sending me off on this real like, you know, what do they call it? Like a... Come into yourself. Eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, love. It was more of a like, you know... Didn't eat much. Probably prayed a, a little bit and <laughs> cried. Maybe yeah. that was more. no love. Yeah, no, <laughs> no love. love. Yeah. Came back pretty, pretty, pretty hungry and miserable. So, um, yeah. So, look, that was an interesting time. But I think it was around that early twenties where I was like, I'd stopped acting. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing yeah. with my life? I hadn't been to university. Like, I'd sort of put all of this stuff on hold because I'd sort of put all my eggs into this acting basket. Yeah. And I was like, well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I need to, if this is what I want to do, I need to get better to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And that was for me the sort of the moment where I was like, no, I need to sort of start to get my shit together. Yeah. And I think like any mental illness, you've got to be ready to do that and yep. ready to kind of overcome it yourself rather than other people encouraging you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was at that point that I really sort of started to, to take that into my own, into my own hands. What um, did you do? Oh, good question. Like all the things there was doctor's appointments and yeah. psychologists and a bit of a team. Um, it was all sort of obviously driven by me and I needed to sort of like need, I needed to go to these appointments on my own yeah. um, uh, will, not being dragged to like they I had in the past. Yep. Um, and it's been a long process. I mean, like what, 10 years on, I'm still dealing with this stuff yeah. like every day and it's like so much better than it was. Like I've come so, so, so far. But, but it's not something that goes away. No, no, no. And it's a thing that, you know, I had started having these intrusive toxic thoughts at like – 10, 11 yeah. years old. So yeah. what, I'm 33 now. So to break habits of, you know, 15, 20 years, it takes time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, ultimately what I wanted out of life was to be doing the things that I love, which is performing and yep. being creative and being on set and auditioning and and being physically and mentally in a place to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but I have to say what, you know, I'm 33 now and I look at 
I do compare myself to a lot of my peers that I grew came up with sure. that are all now going gone on to have these remarkable careers in Hollywood and in Australia, like everywhere. Mm. And there are points where I I get really down on myself and really sad that I potentially like gave that away or I, I lost those opportunities because of my sickness and my illness. Yeah. And I know I'm not to blame. Like it was just this thing that happened. Mm. But there is I, – I never like to say I have regrets in life, but I sometimes do wor- yeah. wonder like what could have happened if I had have just – gotten better and was okay and could do all these things but then I also kind of have to think well where I am now it's maybe not where I thought I'd be Mm. but I'm also really happy I'm the healthiest I've ever been yeah I might not be on the set of a big Hollywood film next to Margot Robbie but I am you know I'm married to a a beautiful man I've got a gorgeous dog yeah my family are happy and healthy and I kind of go well Maybe, you know, what is it? Those sliding doors moments, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. And this is, you know, well, this is what's meant to be, right? Yep. So, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When did you meet Jimmy? I met Jimmy. So, it's interesting. I met Jimmy around the time I'd really started to take control of my health stuff. Yeah. So, I was in my 23, 24. Um, so, 10 years, almost 10 years ago now. It's a yep. long time. So, Jimmy kind of came into my life at a time that it was, it, yeah, it was just perfect timing. Mm. I just had shitty experiences over, yeah, like I said, overseas, a couple of crappy boyfriends that mm. treated me like crap. I was probably not in a fantastic mental like headspace. Mm. And then this beautiful human comes along that just like just bowed down to the ground that I walked on, which yeah. is just nothing I'd ever experienced before. And just made me feel really good about who I was on the inside, not mm. at all about anything on the outside. And yeah, it was sort of that he was the start of that healing process and has been with me throughout this whole time as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then I have to kind of think back like, well, you know, had I have gone down that route of Hollywood and all of the things that I thought might have happened, well, then Jimmy might not have come along. And so I have to go, no, this is yeah. what was meant to be. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's a great way to look at it as well. Yeah, like, I mean, absolutely. the sliding door thing, like that that part is an interesting thing because you can yeah. kind of look at it. But there's so many different opportunities like that. You know, the, I, I stopped doing stand-up and I was kind of totally. like, oh, imagine what could have come if I – kept doing that but then I was like I wouldn't be as happy maybe 100%. as I am now you know I wouldn't have a lot that I have now it's so true you're yeah. so true and I kind of I often just sort of pull it back to when I when I have those moments of you know I have to say jealousy or you know sure. like envy of my colleagues and, and that do cut that does come up a lot as much as I'm so happy for for people around me I'm also like oh I wish that could happen for me but I'm also like well you know would I be happy being shipped off overseas for six to 12 months of the year and not see Jimmy and Julie yeah, and my family. Yep. Like what makes me happy is all those things. Yep. And so maybe I've struck that lovely balance with what I'm doing at the moment. And I'm still pursuing creative stuff. Yeah, I'm still yeah. auditioning a lot and I'm still taking classes and yeah. involving myself in all this stuff that I can. Um, but it's sort of more about um, balance now and making sure that I'm, I'm keeping ticking my happy boxes first, yep. I think. Yep. Yeah. And so you and Jimmy have always loved Lego. 
Yeah. As well, you two are, you two are Lego <laughs> yeah. people. When, we when, are. when was the audition for Lego Masters? Oh, God, yeah. So, yeah, hilarious. So we, we did the first season of Lego Masters, which was going back to 2018 was yeah. when we filmed it, so a long time ago now. Um, but was literally, I reckon, to the week after we got married. So Jimmy and I got married in May 2018, May mm. the 4th, be with yeah. you, <laughs> yeah. um, and um, which you were at, Sammy, at Absolutely. our wedding. And we had a bit of a Lego-inspired wedding. It wasn't like a Lego themed. Like we yep. just had Lego at the wedding and we had Lego uh, wedding invites and, you know, it just played on our love for just – playfulness and silliness yeah. basically you know Jimmy and I've never been I suppose Lego fanatics like we had a few sets at home but we also just collect other random toys yeah, and like yeah. play video games and stuff so Lego is just something fun that we did and yeah sort of a week or so after our wedding we get a couple of texts from just random friends that are like oh we've seen this audition for this Lego show like you guys should totally audition yeah and yeah we were a bit like oh this has to be a gag like sure, this can't sure. be for reals um but yeah sure enough it was a uh, a legit thing uh and yeah we just sort of put our name in the ring and I think you know Jimmy and I being both creatives and performers that sort of helped our audition in that you know we put together a fun little video it was a bit silly a bit quirky we weren't probably the best or most uh, experienced lego builders but we had the uh, the enthusiasm, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, sure enough, we got we got kind of picked as one of these teams. And you know, we for, at the time, like you know, I look back now, I'm like, oh god, it was so like we were pretty amateur, and we were very much learning on the job. Yeah. But um, but it was such a cool experience. Yeah, it was yeah. So silly. Yeah. You know, very different experience to being on like set for a TV show, like an actual scripted TV yeah, show. Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. Te- television is so – is just another beast. Yep. Um, but we met some beautiful people doing it and we just got to play with Lego like all day every yeah. day for, for weeks on end. Yeah. Um, didn't win. Sorry, no. spoiler alert, guys, <laughs> if you haven't watched the first season of it. Um, and, and in a way, like I'm so glad we did the first season because – the, the teams only got more talented. As right, the okay, yeah, I'm right. Like, oh, fuck, we would have gone out in like half an episode if yep. we were on it now. But, yep. um, but look, it's been, a, it's been a funny, random, like, like sort of a tool on our tool belt because, um, you know, from that we've had some fantastic opportunities that have popped up. Yeah. And, you know, running workshops with kids and doing corporate stuff and – um, it's been very weird and hilarious and, you know, we've loved it. But I can't say, Sammy, that we we build Lego in our spare time Yeah, anymore. sure. It's definitely yeah, yeah, like yeah. more of a – It's a Daily Mail exclusive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie <laughs> denies. Maddie like, denies. Lego. She but doesn't do it anymore. You also <laughs> met uh, Parallel Universe Maddie and Jimmy. Yes. As well. So two people that are now really good friends of yours that – you know, are really, yeah. really great friends that you were, you were like, I remember when you met this couple that you were like, oh, they're the, like saw your wedding yes, and their wedding Sarah and they and look Shane. like the same, oh my God. the same thing. That's so funny. So I'm yeah. going to have to t- totally tell them to listen to this episode yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. Um, Sarah and Shane, that's right. They are the best yeah. and just become such gorgeous couple friends of ours. But yeah, so weird. Mm. We had, we were on our honeymoon and I got this text from, 
this number, like, well, not number, so it was like a DM on Facebook potentially. Yeah, yeah. And it was um, uh, one of my sister's friends who had screenshot someone's post or like, you know, that they'd made and it was our wedding photo and yeah. then this other random wedding photo and it was very, like, inc- like very similar. Mm. Similar colours, um, same kind of arc thing with, with uh, paper flowers and confetti and all the, yeah, very, very similar aesthetic. And this person had um, kind of written in the post like, oh, my God, our doppelgangers exist in the in the multiverse or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, Imi's friend who had sent this knew this woman from work. So right. it was kind of a friend of a friend yep. situation. Anyway, I felt terrible because what happened, I actually found this image on Pinterest. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> And yeah. I'd use this like, ima- like magical kind of wedding as like photo as our wedding inspo. So I was like, okay, this is the kind of vibe I want for our wedding. Yeah. Same colour, same da-da-da. Thinking that, oh, this this couple are probably either models or they live in yep. some magical country somewhere Yeah, else. sure, sure, sure. Uh, they live in Footscray. Um, <laughs> don't you love it? And so I just had this lady's like Facebook. So I like yep. reach out to Sarah and I was like, oh my God, I just wanted to say I'm like so in awe of you guys and you're definitely what inspired us for our wedding yep. and blah, blah, blah. And we just got chatting. Turns out they love Lego. <laughs> they love board games. They collect tiki mugs. Yeah. They are just big kids like us, yep. dre- dress the same. And they live down the road. That's so And funny. so since then, we caught up maybe a couple of weeks later after yep. our honeymoon and went on this very kind of like nerve-wracking double date, <laughs> like but also blind date yeah, at the same yeah, time yeah, with this yeah. couple. And we just hit it off. Yep. Like we'd been friends for years. And, you know, we're we're still really good friends to this day, this day and go over there for dinner all the time, catch up for escape rooms and that's dinners so great. out. And yeah. yeah. And that's something as well. Like that's that's one of those sliding door moments oh, yeah. where you're like, oh, if you hadn't gone on Lego Masters, that might not that have might been. That might have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Now, Maddie, I have standard questions I yes. ask on this podcast and I want to go through with you. Mm-hmm. So, because we could chat all day about lots of different things, but I feel like if I stick to the format. Please <laughs> do, babe. Look, we could thing. chat for hours. <laughs> uh what trait in people do you admire the most? What kinds of people are you drawn to? Oh, oh, look, I would have to say straight off the bat, probably just kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind people that are open and accepting and, 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 and welcoming is just a standard for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if you could choose to be born into the perfect environment, what do you think that would look like? Do you think you were born into the perfect environment for many times? Yeah. Wow. That's a great question. You know, I, I have to say that, yes, I was because I am who I am and I'm happy with who I am. So, you know, it was the perfect environment. Perfect environment. Um, you know, if I was ever to have a future human, like what environment would I want them to be brought up in? And I think it probably goes back to the last question, which is surrounding them with people that are kind and loving yeah. and accepting, yep. no matter who you are, inside yeah. or out. Yeah. I think that's really important yeah um and, yeah. and creating that environment and creating for, that environment yeah, yeah obviously there are dicks in the world so we, we, yeah, yeah, we know that we yeah. know that but like I saw maybe a few of them today <laughs> <laughs> learning to cipher them out where yeah. we can yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely uh what's your favorite thing about yourself oh people always find this the hardest question to answer yeah i'm not very good at the um the self stuff what do i love about myself um 
I would say I'm a real like I'm a people person. Yeah, and I'm, absolutely. I'm all about getting people together, and yep. I, I do love. I love my friends and family and I, yeah. I do love um, bringing new people together. So, yeah. you know, creating communities probably yeah. is a thing that I, I'm, I'm quite good at. Yeah. Um, so maybe that, yeah, my sense of community and, and um, yeah, companionship perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's something about yourself that you could do, you wish you could do better? Oh, probably confrontation. Right, <laughs> I'm not yeah. good at that. So yeah, going I back hate to the confrontation oh, too. Mate, it's just the worst. It's the yeah. worst. And going back to the dick thing, like there are yeah, dicks out there. Yep. I'm not very good at confronting the dicks, yeah. and I'm trying to get better at it. I'm getting better at it at work and like standing up for myself and saying no to things. But like, I think just generally being a bit more, um, what's the word? Just a bit stronger. Yeah, I think yeah. sometimes I can be a little bit of a pushover. It's yeah, because I'm a bit sure. of a softy and I don't want to upset. Yeah, and people. a people pleaser. A bit of a people yeah, pleaser. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. It's always you know, yeah. but sometimes you kind of need to. I, I a little while ago, a friend of mine. I remember I went to a party and I was like yeah. just talking for everyone. Like yeah. I was just like people weren't really talking. So I was like, I've got five fucking stories I'll tell all of them right now <laughs> and you know so I started telling these stories and then after a while when I was leaving someone was like don't feel you like you have to do that like mm. you don't have to do that mm. and so now I'm really good at sitting in silence wow. which is a great thing because you can let other people talk because I think like there's that, always that thing like if I'm in a huge group of people or something I always look at the quiet people and I've always been like, oh, isn't that great that they just sit there and they're comfortable yeah. and they don't feel like they need to talk. So why do you totally. kind of feel like you need to feel that? Yes. And I think that's something that's always great oh my to God, go. I love that. I need to do that because I'm such that person, Sammy. Like I always want to make sure everyone's comfortable, having a good time. Yeah. So I'll constantly be like, okay, oh, Sarah, this, you know, Jane loves doing this. Yeah, why yeah, do you yeah. guys talk? And like, it's like, oh, maybe Maddie just shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just sit back. It's actually really good advice. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Remember our um, friend uh, Genevieve Morris once going yeah. to a party with her and it was like a real fun party and Jen um, Jen was there and I'm meeting all these people for the first time and mm. Jen was like holding court and everything and then at one point just tapped out. Yeah. Just when I'm kind of done. done. Yeah. And I was like, isn't that amazing to I just go, I'm kind of done and it just sits in the silence and everything. But then I started telling a story and she goes, you've already told that. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's good. That's good to have someone to check up on you oh and go, God, you've already told that. that. You've already told that. We all need a bit of Jen in us, yeah, Absolutely. Hey? Uh, who influenced you the most? Oh, yeah, wow. Um, I'd probably have to say my mum. Yeah. My mum. Yep. Yeah. She's pretty – she's a pretty strong, amazing woman. And I think yeah. I've really absorbed a lot of her uh, behaviours and kind of um, – you know, for the good and bad um, mm. ways that she goes about things. I think she's, yeah, she's pretty great. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty lucky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also like your dad is, oh, after he amazing. retired, mm. he uh, became a coffee drinker. We're <laughs> going around to his house and he's had his first coffee. <laughs> oh, after amazing. a long time in the industry. 62 yeah. years yeah. of yeah. not drinking coffee. Um, and you're the same. You've never, you never started drinking. Like I made your coffee before and I was shocked that you had a coffee. It's be only been in the last few years. So wow. We, my dad and I are very, very similar as well. And we sort of almost converted at the same time. But he's now a connoisseur. Like yeah. he will tell you if it's a shit coffee. Wow. Yeah. So he's very specific. So I don't know what switched in his in both of our brain chemistries, but we've gone from tea drinkers to, yeah, we love wow. a good coffee. For yeah. Sure. He's, it, coffee <laughs> in retirement is such an odd thing. It, like why, why do you, what are you up for? <laughs> what do you have to have so many coffees for? 
<laughs> Living his best life, that's for sure. <laughs> Who do you choose to surround yourself with now and do you think that's changed over time? Yeah, great question. Um, well, interestingly, I do still see some of my best friends are from, mm. from high school, girls yeah. that I, from, from um, many, many, many years ago. And we've all kind of just stayed incredibly close and have grown and changed over the years, but are ultimately the same people inside. Yeah. Um, but generally, who do I surround myself with? People that have like don't take life too seriously, love a yeah. laugh, yeah. love to sort of tap into that inner child. I think, you know, going back back to Sarah and Shane, a lot of our friends love escape rooms or, yeah. you know, um, game board game nights and doing silly shit, going to movies, going yep. to see comedy shows. Like people that just like to have, you know, have fun yep. as well. Yeah. As, you know, life's not always super serious. So. Yeah. When are you at your happiest? Oh, great. Another great question. Um, there's a couple of things. Happiest when I'm, you know, probably walking my dog with Jimmy and, you know, in the sunshine and in a bit of nature, but also, you know, on set, working on a film, like yeah. or reading a script or working, you know, prepping for a scene study class. I think, yeah, I love, I love, um, I love analyzing texts and I love immersing myself in characters and, that's a, a happy place for me. Also, you know, just having a good coffee yeah. on my morning yeah. walk. Now that you're a convert, yeah. you're obsessed <laughs> with it. When are you at your lowest? When am I at my lowest? Um, probably when I'm not busy, mm. which is weird because, you know, I know having quiet time and downtime is important and I'm learning to become a bit more balanced with that, but... I need to have things on the go. So I need to have, yeah, is it a creative project that I'm kind of chipping away at or is it classes that I'm doing during the week or, um, you know, something that I'm preparing for, be it, you know, a, a dinner party or getting a group of friends together. Like I just like to have things on the go. I'm a yep. bit of a goer like that. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, when there's nothing um, and nothing for me to sort of work on, I get a bit, aimless and a bit like oh what am I what am I doing with my life so I've kind of you know and it can be to the detriment of myself I can kind of over busy myself and Mm -hmm. have too many things on my plates Mm -hmm. and trying to you know balance everything at the same time so it's I'm trying to I'm getting better at finding that happy medium yeah um but I I do yeah I need to have my brain needs to be stimulated Yeah, yeah yeah uh if you could pinpoint a moment in your life that you think maybe had the greatest impact on you what do you think that would be Oh, wow. That's a really interesting and tough question. Um, I would say probably probably meeting Jimmy. Like it was a real – it was a really important time and it just – our relationship really just sort of like was, was parallel in me getting my shit together. Mm. And I think it was just a really, yeah, poignant, special moment. Mm. And, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the hardest thing that you think you've ever been through and you think it changed you? Yeah, I'll easily being crook throughout yeah. my, my teens. So, yeah, and that was, you know, a pretty fucked period. And I think back to it and it is a bit of a blur. Like those high school years were, I like – didn't have a great time it wasn't a happy happy space for me and um it wasn't a happy space for my family and I mentioned earlier about my sister being kind of my big sister in a way and it was incredibly difficult for her um she had to grow up really quickly because she was you know 
um, awfully sort of put as second because I was the, the sick person in the family. But, you know, in saying that, it was it was a really shit time for everyone involved, but it also has sort of made us the really close family that we are today. Like we're incredibly close and we're always there for each other and I think that's really special and and stuff as well. But um yeah, it's amazing you can go through these really, really dark times and still come out come out the other side and you kind of reflect on them as well. And we've all all, all as a family done lots of therapy and <laughs> work yep. to kind of get through it as well but um yeah that was a bit of a fucked one that one yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what advice do you give to someone that's going through something like that um i think surrounding yourself with people that are there like that are going to support you like don't push people away as much as it you sort of want to in those times i mm. think it's really important to to talk to people and and be open about how you're feeling and how you're you're going and how you're struggling and yeah. and and lean on people when you need them um and I think that was something that I was very lucky to sort of have just inbuilt with my family um they were just there from the from day dot but I yeah. know a lot of people do need to reach out for that support and I just encourage people to do that yeah. for sure yeah yeah uh what gets you going now every day what motivates you each day when you get up Oh, yeah. Good coffee. There you go. Yeah. Definitely convert. God, you're obsessed oh, I'm with fucking now. obsessed. Why stop talking what? about it? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think what gets me going, um, oh, again, like I think it goes back to that thing of needing to, like wanting to have things on the go, like creative projects, um, uh, classes. Um, like I love learning. Mm. And so, and particularly when it's anything kind of creative as well. So I'm constantly, you know, I've got a scene on the go or prepping for an audition. I yep. see, yeah, maybe maybe getting me up in the morning, like, yeah, auditions. Like, yeah. I love it. And I yep. know it's a, it's a bit of a daggy kind of boring thing to say, but I know a lot of people and a lot of people don't enjoy the audition process, but I fucking love it. Like, yeah. even if I don't get anything out of it, like, I love getting a script. I love prepping and going to work on it with my coach and all of that kind of stuff. So, yep. yeah, that's the sort of stuff that gets me out of out of bed. Yeah. Uh, I like to end the podcast by asking the same question I do did did do mm. did at the start. Yeah. Uh, do you think nature or nurture had the greatest impact on what made you who you are today? Oh wow. Now that we've done all that deep diving. Um and I was really wishy washy at the start, wasn't I? <laughs> oh, look, and maybe I'm gonna have to say it was maybe nurture then. Yeah, yeah. Just now reflecting on everything that we've spoken about, I mm. think I am the person I am because of how I was raised, mm. you know, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, there you go. Look, I've done a full 180. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is a successful around. podcast, yeah. babe. <laughs> uh, how do people find you, Maddie Tyres, and the book that you've written as well? Oh, very good question. Yes, you can find me um, on the internet, uh, all the things, Maddie Tyres, mm-hmm. um, on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I've got my own website as well, maddietires.com. So, yeah, you can um, buy the book um, there, which is a – yeah, it's a cute one, kids' yeah. book. Yeah, 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 And all about, you know, all, you know, it's quite a, a story about, you know, what you've been through as well. And, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a kids' book that sort of focuses uh, around that, that concept of eating disorders and, and body image but told in a really – 
uh, light and positive way. So yeah, definitely a, a, a good book for sort of the, the 7 to 12 age category, I would say. Yeah, yeah. great. Well, Maddie Ties, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me, Sammy <laughs> Love you, mate. Pleasure. Love you, Sammy. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.